Hi guys, and welcome to Love Yourself to Success podcast. I'm your host, Aaliyah. And I'm Chanel. And we'll be discussing all things self-love related. We'll be discussing unselfish self-love, healing practices, deep wisdom, empowerment, universal concepts, manifestation, mindset shift, boundaries, and communication, reinvention, and real deep truths. This is Self-Love Redefined. Very special guest today. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, my name's Sachin. Uh, I'm a coach. I, I have conversations with people and then miracles happen. I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. It's so happy to have you here. It's a little collaboration. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and your stuff is so amazing. And I resonate with so much of your content. Mm. Seriously. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. And likewise, you know, like we were saying when we talked a couple of weeks ago, it's really rare to find people that are not afraid to say how, what they really think and how they feel. And yeah. in a day and age where everyone's trying to like tone themselves down or like be very politically correct to be accepted, when you yeah. see people who are being real, it's like a big breath of fresh air. So thank you for being real. Yeah, yeah thank you too, man, seriously. And I feel like it's needed. No, 100%, 100%. And I feel like now, like, I feel like, especially when, social media became a thing, but like in every way, like TikTok, YouTube, podcast, I feel like now it's so easy to see, be- like see between the fake and the real. Do you know what I mean? Like, because especially because everyone's doing it. And, and a lot of people are uh, just saying things that are generally well accepted so that uh, they can look good or like look like they're with the times. Um, yeah. Okay, I, I was born in the 90s, yeah? I know we're all like similar age group. Yeah. Um, when when I was young, people would say that's gay, meaning like that's lame, yeah. right? And someone I know said it to me recently. He's like, oh, stop being gay, man. Now I know what he means. He's not a bad person. He's not even a homophobe. He's got gay friends. Yeah. But in this day and age, you say anything like that, it's like cancelled culture. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we should say that stuff, but it's like uh, that's an example of, of like people are very scared to just just say stuff for fear of being cancelled. Um, and yeah, that's the, the times that we're living in is discouraging people from actively having an opinion. Yeah. And it's like, what's going to happen though, if all all the truth is stomped out and everything is censored, do you know what I mean? We're going to have a bunch of lost, ignorant people that just don't know, that's just literally controlled by one or two or a few narratives. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think that for me, that's like a nightmare. I'm like authenticity all the way do you know what i mean and seeing it being drained out like i wouldn't even want a load of followers if i was just talking nonsense and it yeah. wasn't true to my heart mm. so that's why even like me and Aaliyah were always like this is not for everyone it's cool mm. it's like you gotta want to do the self-work or you gotta want to be in that state of growth mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so yeah I how can't. did you start your like spiritual journey so to speak a journey of consciousness yeah. awakening. Yeah. How, how I bloomed into this beautiful yeah. flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> got, got lots of stories, but I'll, I'll cut it kind of short because otherwise we'll be here all night. Um, I, was, I used to work in a bank in 2015 and I went to work one day and this woman, she'd been working there for like 18-ish years 
and I asked her, I was like, um, do you like working? And she's like, yeah, it's all right. And then she, I was like, okay. And then she goes, I'm like part of, kind of like part of the furniture now. And it really like, it did something to me. And I thought like, shit, are you, are you a desk? Shall I put my computer on you and I need to work? Like, what the hell is that? You're a person. Like, you got, you got a soul. You, you got, like, endless, limitless thing inside you. And you've refined yourself to a desk. Like, that scared the shit out of me. And I'm Indian, right? So our people, like, it's like, and I know this is going to sound familiar to a lot of people, but, like, we're like, okay, education is God. So you go to school go to university, you get a job, get a promotion, you get married, get children, you get paid taxes, get promotion, then you die. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's the timeline of events. And I saw people living it and I was terrified. So I took MDMA at a rave in 2015. I had like the tiniest amount because my friend was worried about my health. So he was like, (laughs) you just have a sip on this drink and then I'll take it away from you. And I didn't get this mad burst of energy. I didn't start loving everyone, but I... I had self-love thoughts for the first time in my whole life. And that's what sparked everything for me. I came back after that experience for the next two or three weeks. It kept hitting me over and over again. Like if I can have those thoughts in that moment, surely I can have it without those drugs, right? Like it's got to be possible. And then it led me to quit my job, took a 70% pay cut to go and do like menial admin work that a seven-year-old could do, but buy back my time. I yeah. cut off all of my family who are very toxic people. I was too back then, not pointing the finger. Um, yeah. And then I cut off all of my friends, everyone except for my parents and my brother. Um, stayed with my parents, just like took a big, like I pressed the reset button on my life when I was 23. And everyone else around me told me, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? It's dumb. You, you, you know, you're, you're on track to have a good career and a good life and all that. And um, in this time, I, w- I was smoking weed and drinking alcohol every single day. Like when I say drinking alcohol, I'd have at least a quarter or half a bottle every single day because wow. I was bored and I was playing video games. So yeah. during that time, I had been doing this for so long. When I quit, I didn't feel the need to do it anymore because I didn't feel anxious about going to work or anything like that. And when I stopped drinking, something mad happened. I started remembering my whole timeline of events that I had been repressing. And there was loads of sexual abuse. There was loads of really like fucked up stuff that I had repressed from when I was a child and later on. And then I just thought to myself, well, like I've been living, basically I've been just running away from myself this whole time. And over the next like three years, I really worked on myself a lot. I spent a lot of time in nature. I went to therapy, but it didn't really do anything for me. Um, yeah yeah there's a lot of journaling a lot of meditation a lot of talking to myself and then um yeah i started sharing what i was learning with other people and i just yeah it it kind of just just one one thing after the next kept happening and more synchronicities more leading me to talking to certain people and before i knew it i was on the other end of it i was helping other people with their stuff and it just yeah just been a crazy wild ride Sometimes I really, like, I really rate you. I think you're so brave. Yeah, Seriously, yeah, because a lot of guys are not ready, and I completely understand why not to mm. talk about it, but talking about it is healing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's, it's... I genuinely believe that nature is the best healer. Journaling, do you know what I mean? All these things can really help you to process trauma. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And even guys, mm-hmm. I feel like... Because I think guys shy away from those kind of things. Like, yeah. journaling. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like... It's refreshing to hear. Yeah, seriously. It's really refreshing to hear that you, you even did that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I have heard as well about some people having really spiritual experiences from taking, like, psychedelics, like 100%. acid, MDNA. I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. I'm terrified. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I feel like sometimes people really can step into consciousness 100%. through different experiences. Like, I, even mean, like, I took MDMA probably, like... Hold am I now? Maybe like five years ago, four years ago. So when I was like 17, 18, me and my friend Molly used to be on the scene a little bit, going out, and I tried it. Molly. And yeah, that's what's funny. So her name's Molly. There was, there was three of us, and her name's actually Molly, so our nicknames were Millie, Molly, Mandy. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so, um, and like I remember I had an interesting experience, but it was actually quite an emotional experience but very euphoric at the same time. Mm. I can't really explain it, but it didn't, I didn't feel, it wasn't a sadness of like draining and anger. It was like a happy sadness, if Mm. that makes sense. And I remember every time I took it, I always felt happy. I was always willing to speak to people. I used to make the most friends, you know what I mean? Mm. A lot of my Facebook friends now is because, yeah, I was in the club on drugs and I started talking to him. We had a great conversation. Mm. Um, so, and I don't take it now. Um, yeah, I was just young living my life. But... I do think sometimes though, like, <clears throat> I think like these things kind of alter your state of consciousness. Yeah, 100%. But I feel like sometimes they do align you more towards your truer vibration. Mm. So it's not necessarily that that is your vibration because but I feel like it can raise it. Yeah. So if you're in a lower state, taking something like that can raise your vibration yeah. and then you could st- start actually thinking some healthier thoughts. Yeah. But then it can be tricky as well because on the flip side, it can also do I think damage it, too. I think so a lot of it depends on your mindset at the time as well. I feel mm. like you do have to be in a very, just drugs in general, psychedelics slightly different, but drugs, I feel like you do have to be in a very controlled state of mind to take drugs without allowing it to be allowing it to be a detriment to your to your life. Um, I mean, would you ever take like psychedelics or anything like ayahuasca? Because I know DMT. I'm gonna do DMT maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting that we're talking about this because I was actually saying this to one of my friends. Uh, I've been I've been hearing the call of, of ayahuasca for the last three years, but I've been putting it off to say, hey, wait, wait my shit has just started going good. I don't want to risk it. I'm not trying to, I'm I'm not trying to give that up right now. Uh, But you know, I took mushrooms and acid uh, in 2016 uh, because I was processing a lot of my childhood traumas. Uh, I I was in a really toxic relationship where I was getting drugged on a regular basis by this girl. And she was like, yeah, I've made a whole video about it. I'll send it to you if you want to watch it. But um, I've repressed a lot of this stuff, right? And I was very angry when I remembered it. And someone said to me, hey, take mushrooms, it'll help. And I was like, man, fuck that shit, I'm not interested. (laughs) But, you know, um, I got curious. So I researched it for over a year. And what I did was uh, I got the mushrooms from this guy. And um, he's a good friend of mine at the time. We don't talk anymore. Different story. (laughs) Um, I I got a piece of paper and I just wrote down questions that I would ask God. And I took these shrooms. And I don't like mushrooms, the food. So like I cut them up into really small pieces and I like shoved it in my mouth, downed it with coconut water. And after like two hours, I wasn't feeling anything. So I was like, man, and I took a walk around the block. I smoked like three joints because I was just like, okay, whatever. Then it hit me all at once. And I, it's like I went into a tunnel and uh, came out the other side with like loads of colors and hallucinations and stuff. But I had a very scary conversation with an entity 
And um, it just showed me all of the experiences that I was angry about. And it was like, that's your shit. You get to decide if you're going to be pissed about it, if you're going to be a bitch about it, or if you're going to be a real one about it. And that's how, that's how I talk to myself, right? So I could hear that this was my like consciousness, me, like higher self talking to me. And uh, that experience changed my life forever because here's the, here's the weird thing, right? At that time, I just started a blog on Tumblr and uh, no one was, no likes, no comments, no shares, no messages, nothing. It's just started. No one's really paying attention. This thing said to me, uh, I was doubting my purpose, right? And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. And this thing said to me, go check your Tumblr, read the message. If you've got a message, you know, this is your purpose. If you haven't, fuck everything I've said. I was like, all right, chief, let's, let's put that <laughs> Open my phone. Bam, there's a message. Someone said, thank you for sharing this stuff. I love it. I really, I really needed this right now. I cried like a baby that night and I was scared. I was scared for my, for my sanity. <laughs> and then I, I took acid like uh, six months after that. And it was a very different experience. Like it was very, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a kaleidoscope kind of visual. But um, the, the way I was viewing my reality at the time, it was, I was still working on myself. I had a lot of victimhood around a lot of experiences. Mm. And this thing, it's like, you got more control when you take acid because it's a synthetic thing. When you take mushrooms, you got zero control. You just strap to the back of the rocket ship and it's going to take you wherever it needs to take you. Yeah. I kind of feel like when you deal with anything to do with mother nature, you're really dealing with your mother, your mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you got no control. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're in the big, Big boy hands now, yeah. okay? <laughs> Let me just take control of that situation right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she, she, it's like, you know, if you're ethnic and you got a mom, she ain't scared to beat your ass. Yeah, like, she, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she if, if you're doing something wrong or like something that she doesn't agree with, she's going to show you that. And that's why, you know, when you said you need to be in a good state of mind, there's two things that come to mind for me, set and setting, your mindset and the setting that you're in. Your mindset, like you got to be in a good place, not like, I'm doing this to escape something, but I'm doing this to explore something. And yeah. the setting, man, people take this stuff in festivals where you're it's basically like having sex with everyone in the room. You're opening up your energetic body to every single person in the room. And like being aware of your around, yeah. 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 If you're around people that you don't trust, you're gonna have a terrifying trip. Yeah. 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 And also your why. Yeah. That's always important, isn't mm. it? Like, um, what am I trying to, it's like, and also your research, your research on the 100%. actual thing you're doing as well, knowing why you want to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. thing in particular. Do you know what I mean? But I enjoy trying to get to deeper states of consciousness just through myself, mm. if that makes sense. And I feel like for me, it's been a really, really, really slow journey over a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But I do think all the traumas that people go through is for a reason. Mm. and everybody that I know that's gone through the worst type of trauma is and they face it and they fight through it and they work through it and they look within and they do they're doing the work they are always the wisest people Mm. do you know what I mean the deepest people the people that are helping other people even if it is through just a conversation like they hit this they they become healers Mm. I believe that like but it's like what your angel friend said whatever it was you know it's your choice yeah. how you're going to take this, mm-hmm. what you're going to do with this trauma, with this pain, with this hurt, with these beliefs that you have. 
do you know what I mean? It's we choose, we create, you know. Yeah. And and there's another there's another thing to add to this, which is like, um, you know, you you can take these huge leaps in consciousness, but you'll always come back to square one if you don't integrate. And I'm a big like I don't I haven't done and I haven't smoked weed since I smoke weed once or twice a year. I haven't this year and last year was like twice. Um yeah. just yeah, it, it felt right at the time. But I used to smoke weed every single day. <laughs> and you know like you can take these huge leaps in consciousness you can get a lot out of a weed smoking experience or a mushroom whatever it is but if you don't integrate if you don't take time away from the plant wherever you're using to integrate and change your life integrate means like change the way you're being on a daily basis because of the insight that you just got then there's no point you might as well not do it because yeah. like any anyone can do that yeah yeah, yeah. and it speaks about what you really focus on yeah. as well like what is your daily focus your intention for your life because sometimes i feel like people like it's people have their little job they do what they do and then they'll go home they'll be like oh i'm bored now yeah work's finished i'm yeah. just gonna sit on my phone mm-hmm. i'm just gonna do it and that's cool if you want to chill you want to go work you go home chill whatever but it's really like a lot of people lack a lot of focus and intention in terms of what they want for their life in terms of a bigger picture. Yeah. And then exactly. one day they get to a point where yeah, they're like, I, I hate, yeah. oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what is life about? Oh my God, everything's so boring. I'm so dissatisfied. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's kind of because of what you're choosing to do every day and what you're choosing to focus on. And I think whether you're smoking weed or whatever it is you're doing, I feel like without the right focus... You're just all over the place. Right, t- intention. If you don't have something to work on, do you yeah. know what I mean? And I was thinking about this the other day as well. Like when you are building up, or you, or when you look at someone, you feel like their life is in a great place, or someone's life is in a great place. People don't always really realize that it's accumulative. Right. Do you know what I mean? And we're always planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Our brain. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is the this is the like, the mud, the earth, the the you know what they call wow. it. <laughs> what they got, but for something fertile fertilizer yeah <laughs> you know and then we put the seeds in through our what we read what we ingest and then also people throw seeds in there too even the ones we don't even want them seeds but mm-hmm. we don't even know they're they're going in mm. they're just going in against our will and so that worries me yeah. about society yeah. in general do you know what I mean that people not only are you creating every time you're doing something focusing on something and your life is actually showing you what you're growing, what you're mm-hmm. producing. But the fact that people can throw shit in your in your garden, like they're adding to your garden mm-hmm. if you're not really conscious about what? how you're internalizing things, how your experiences are affecting you, how, why, you know, it's the just thing is, a, lot, it's, a bit scary. It is scary because a lot of people aren't aware that they're literally their whole life like we even put a post about the other day like your whole life is a reflection of your daily choices do you know what i mean and people struggle with that again because they live in a victim mentality like people find it hard to say no that that didn't happen because of me like if any if anything happens like i wouldn't i don't like to use the word negative but if anything happens that wasn't in my direct plan in mm. my life i automatically look think of myself like okay how did i allow that to happen or what did i do to contribute contribute towards towards that that, that allowed that to happen, even if it was just a thought. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's really bizarre. Yeah. Like, it's even like when you say, like, for example, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I hope I get a parking space today. 
and I'll get a parking space. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That works. It does work. It works. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's something so small, but I feel like and people until people do those like start small. Like if you're if you don't feel like you're a self aware person, start small. Like for example, if you don't have any traffic to work on that morning, ask for no traffic, I'm quite sure you probably won't get that much traffic. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a small it's just the smallest, smallest things. You know? And I think once people start doing that and they start seeing the reflection of what they're asking for and what they're putting out, it is real. Do you know what I mean? But people just struggle to accept it because they think it's magic and they think, oh, it's spiritual and oh, da 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 da. Like, it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why knowledge is so important, though, because yeah. the more you know, is the more you understand how your reality is actually made up mm-hmm. and learn, you start to learn how you influence that mm-hmm. and how you affect each other, how reality and you are interwoven. And when you start to take those things into you and you understand it as a belief, you can then operate within that, I believe. Yeah, and, and there's another thing about the paradigm of victimhood. Victimhood is outside in. So external circumstances, people, whatever it is, are affecting how I feel. That's directly in dictating how I'm going to feel. That's the paradigm of victimhood, whereas that's, it, it can appear that that's how life works, but it's actually the opposite way around. It's inside out. My thoughts in the moment are the only thing that influence how I feel. So I'll give you a good example of this. One of my mentors is a clinical psychologist and he works with veterans who've been in Afghanistan and done all that stuff. One day he's sitting in a circle with them and they're doing some group therapy. And the guy next to him is, is massive. Like if you, saw, if you saw him, you'd be like, what the hell have you been taking? Or what the hell is that boy eating? He's, he's massive. My mentor is sitting next to him. He's delivering this group coaching session and he, the guy next to him just smashes him in the face with his arm. And like my mentor, his nose busted up. He's he, the first thing in his mind is I've got to get the fuck out of here. I'm scared. Someone else from the other side of the room runs over, grabs the guy and holds him on the floor. And it says he's having a seizure. And my mentor's mind state changed from, I've got to run out of here to how can I help in an instant? Mm-hmm. And it looks like the circumstances have changed how he feels, but it works inside out. He has, his thinking is how can I help? That mm-hmm. changed how he felt. Yeah. Someone else's thinking could be, fuck that guy, he hit me. And they'll still run out. Um, yeah. and, and the paradigm of victimhood is very difficult to let go of because it looks so real. It mm-hmm. looks like she broke my heart. He's lied to me, blah, 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 whatever it might be. And people hold on to it because it's difficult to, to look at oneself and say, I'm choosing to look at this outside in. It's, it's difficult to say, okay, my, my feelings aren't coming from you. Just because you did these things, I'm, I get to take ownership and decide how I want to think and feel about that. Yes. And we're not used to it. But the, the key for me has been slowing down. You see, most of us are, are living at the speed of our thinking. The yes. speed of your thinking is like, like millions of miles an hour. But the speed of life is very different. The speed yes. of life is a breath. Yeah. What helps you to stand in ownership rather than victimhood. Yeah. For sure. No, for sure. It's like... It's like having a real reality check. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the reality is, is that yes, people can hurt you. Yes, yes. people are always projecting their trauma mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and that's how I like to look at it. Yeah. It's like, how am I gonna choose to respond oh, to this? So yeah, do you know what? My feelings matter. Yes, you did hurt my feelings, and you know what? All right, course over. You whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know. But now, I'm upset about it. But. I have to be able to internalize the fact that everyone's just got issues and it's 
the fact that you cheated on me or the fact that you did me dirty is kind of more of a you problem. Yeah. And then I have to look at, did I enable that in any way? Accountability. Yeah. And even if I didn't, cool. Now, let me just take the lesson from it, innit? Yeah. Let me just take the and lesson and grow. I think it's also harder being on the other end when you've potentially been that person who's caused the hurt. Like, you know when they say... It's yeah. Not, you know when they say For, it's not, forgiving yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you yeah. know when they say, oh, it's not me, it's not me, it's you. Everyone says it's very cliche, but I've had situations where I feel like I've hurt people, not intentionally, but just by certain decisions and choices that I've made. And I, like, I always... It's so hard to explain to someone who's not the most self-aware or conscious the reasons why you might have carried out a certain action without sounding like you're trying to justify just being a complete dickhead. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? I was having a bad day though. Like, for example, like you, you have to, you have to forgive yourself and then you also have to obviously explain yourself in a way where you just don't sound this arrogant. Well, yeah, I'm really sorry, but you know, that's just, that's just how I am. kind of thing. I used to have that attitude a lot. Like when I was younger, I used to always get told I had an attitude. So mm-hmm. when people said to me, oh, you've got an attitude, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, that's just how I am. Because I kind of accepted that that's, that's, what, that's what got drilled into me. For my mum, it started with my mum. My mum used to say, you've got an attitude, your attitude stinks. So from then, I just kind of carried that energy. Do you get what I'm saying? Even in a professional environment. Scenes. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I realised, and then I realised, I actually don't have an attitude. It's just the energy that I'm carrying, right? So now I just respond to things a little bit differently. And I don't really have an attitude. I just, I'm just very diplomatic. And I, if someone says something to me that I don't agree with, I will challenge it. But maybe I'll do that in a more mature way now that I'm older. But, mm. you know, I feel like when you are the person who has caught her, it, it, it is hard to be like, oh, I really did that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, and it, yeah, it's a journey, man. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, uh, so I'm not a saint, right? I've cheated, I've been cheated on, I've done the, 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 the naughty things, shall we say. I've, I've been on all sides of it. And I'm definitely not a saint. And you know, I, I own that because I think it's really important to be able to understand where someone is at. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone cheats, I'll be like, yeah, I've been there. That's cool. Like I, I definitely see you, and I'm not gonna judge you because I've done it too. You don't have to have done it to be able to not judge someone, but it's that judgment that we have of other people, and we hold it, and we're like, "Fuck you, Cheryl. You're a da da da." And then like men project it onto other women. I've done that too. Just because yeah. you had one bad relationship, and you start treating other women like shit. And it's yeah. same the other way around. These people do this. This isn't just men or women, but we like to label and say all men are dogs. Hey man, I had my dog phase. It's cool. Like, I think, oh, no. like, at least I'm not doing it anymore. I, I learned that it wasn't for me. We move sometimes, innit? Yeah, exactly. It transitions. You know, there's stages to development. You know, you don't just spring up out of, the pl- out of the ground like a big old eggplant. Yeah, and you don't necessarily always stay the same way your whole life. But you know what's hopefully. funny? There's a lot of, I was going to say, there's a lot, a lot of people who don't believe people can change. It's because I do, cause, because I think some people don't. And... But some people do. Mm. So I think that you just have to use... Yeah, again, but there's, there's, a, there's a chance that everybody can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? It's a choice at the end of the day. And the, the choice to change is very difficult to make. Yeah. And that's why I think people lack... And I think as a, as a collective in general, we lack trust mm. with each other anyway. But I think it's a trust issue. Do you know what that's I mean? Like, point. A lot of people have trust issues a hundred percent they don't i directly identify it as that but a lot of issues i think we have as a society 
even in terms of us being able to grow, I feel like a big issue about a part of that is trust. I think I it's a big issue. I also think a lot of it, just again, a lot of it, I feel like a lot of people have trust issues have, who have actually never been portrayed. Do you get it? But the like, seeds, it's like it, what society... Yeah. yeah, they're trying to avoid the next hurt. And it's really funny, like... Of what they see from other people's trauma mm -hmm. or what's projected. Yeah, and I think this is like, so... I work with a lot of people on the relationship they have with themselves. You know, like my relationship with myself was basically non-existent. I didn't, I didn't have one. And every time I was on my own, I needed to distract myself to get out of my own head. That means your relationship with you is neglectful. That means the relationships you have with everyone else are going to be neglectful. So then when you get into something with someone and they, you're wondering, well, why are you not emotionally available? Why are you neglecting my feelings? Blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. It's a reflection of your relationship with you. Now, like a lot of people will say, oh, I've got trust issues, so I'm not going to fall too deeply for someone. Or I'm not going to catch feelings and what. OK, I've been there, too. But it yeah. comes from a state of being that's revolving around fear. And yeah. it's not a judgment and it's not a diss and it's not a criticism, but it's just calling a spade a spade. If yeah. you're scared, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a bad thing. You're allowed to feel fear. But mm -hmm. what I what I think is really beautiful is um, if you can be with someone in, and just meet them where they're at. And I'm learning this a lot. I've met someone recently, first time I've ever had to slow down in, in this context. Like normally my relationships move very quickly because I'm, I'm very excitable. But yeah. this person, this person has, has invited me to meet them where they're at and take things really slow. Mm -hmm. And it might, I don't think they have trust issues just the way they are, but it, it made me think like, wow, like a lot of us do this. We, we get into something really quickly and we might not necessarily see this person for who they actually are. Mm -hmm. And we see what we want to see. And I'm talking from personal experience. I've done that a lot. And yeah. we see what we want to see. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, you weren't who you said you were. No, that's not yeah. right. It's they, they, we're seeing them now without the filter of our thoughts, without the filter of who we want them to be. And mm -hmm. that takes... So the potential. Yeah. I think we get caught up on potential 100%. a lot. And I, to be honest, I'm quite the same. I think a lot of females are quite the same. Like after six months, because of trust issues, after six months of seeing the guy, you're kind of like, so what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? And it's quite funny because I had a situation where I literally, that was, that was me. And that, this is only like two years ago, so it wasn't even that long ago. And I was literally like, yeah, like we've been seeing each other six months now, so where do we go from here? And he was very much on the like, why what's the rush do you know what i mean we both we both know where we're at let's just continue just getting to know each other and it took actually a year before it was like okay let's move on to the next stage stages but actually i would now have not had it any other way mm. because i wasn't able to make an inform informative decision do i want this pe person to be my partner partner in crime my mm -hmm. partner in life do you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. and i feel like society pushes the narrative of like, you know, if, if he's if he's not with you in six months, he's not interested in you, da, 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 but why? Do you mm, know what I mean? Mm, but mm. a lot of it is the social media. Like, I feel like, again, like, that you can, it's that instant gratification. You can go on social media and see a girl that's a lot pretty, that in your opinion feels a lot more pretty than you, has a bigger bum than you. Even with guys, got got a full six pack, got muscles, etc. Mm. So I feel like a lot of it is just what we're consistently consuming, mm -hmm. which creates And society, society, society's expectations as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, well, everyone thinks it's normal that a guy and a girl should be together after a certain amount of time. Mm. You should be married after a certain amount of time. You should have children after a certain age. You should be here in your career by this time. Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends the other day 
and is an extremely intellectual guy, like really big, big businessman. I say that just because people sometimes think these people know everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he could tell you everything about business all day long, but I was kind of like, people, he, he was saying, if you work the system in the right way, you can always win financially and just grow in terms of certain things if you understand certain things. And I was just kind of like, just because you can do something, it doesn't mean to say it's right or that you should. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, plastic, we use plastic, I'm looking for something plastic. Mm-hmm. We use plastic bottles to transport liquid in yeah. so we could drink it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean to say we should. Yeah. Who, who said, just cause it's normal that in this society we use plastic and make iPhones that we then throw on a dump site in the middle of Africa whenever we feel like it. Just because that's what society does does it mean to say that we should do that? Mm. And so what's happened to people's individuality? Mm-hmm. Why does everybody feel like they just always need to go? Like, I'm all about going with the flow. Mm. Once you have a plan and you're working on certain things, you've got intention of focus and allowing that to flow into that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But people are literally going with the flow and not even, they don't even know where they're at. Mm. They're just going with the flow with what everyone else is saying. So... I'm personally the kind of person, I don't want to, I don't want to rush into a relationship with anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy to date someone for a year mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I want to know that you're, we, we are compatible. Mm-hmm. We can communicate properly. Mm-hmm. There is a general understanding mm-hmm. there. Do you know what I mean? And that you can be consistent with certain behavior over time. Do you know what I mean? But let's enjoy each other's company though. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But I want to see what happens to because I think you need at least four seasons to see someone go through different I like that. lights yeah do you know what I mean at least yeah you know because I don't want to be in a relationship with someone I have to try and get out of one with yeah later <laughs> yeah. it's really it's really funny you mentioned that because there's this saying I can't remember who made it up but I want a partner not a project and yeah. I, I want I, I really want a plan not potential or something along those lines and you, you can't plan with someone who's just got potential. They have to have realized their potential. And this is something that we see in society today, right? Uh, men are turning away from the masculine edge and women are turning a bit away from their feminine nature. And it's because the world, the world is being whitewashed as you're all the same. We don't see race. We don't see gender. We don't talk about those things. Just shut the fuck up. Pretend it doesn't exist. And that's why women are getting very dissatisfied in the bedroom as well as everywhere else. Men very dissatisfied with who they're being in the bedroom with women. It's you're neglecting what really makes you you. And when you see someone who's really being themselves, walking in line with who they really are, it's really attractive because it's polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. Either either you want to be around them or you detest them. And that's personally for me, the big difference, like for years, I found it difficult to talk to women. And then I went through a phase where I just owned it. Okay. I'm not for everyone. And this is the nature that we all have in us. Like everyone knows, oh yeah, I'm a a little bit weird. Like there's some things I do in private. I don't do in public. If I'm, if I'm willing to, to be rejected, which I don't believe in, but let's use that word. um, I can show someone that, there's not just potential here that I'm realizing it, I'm actualizing it, I'm walking my potential, I'm walking into my purpose every day. Whereas a lot of people are trying to distract themselves from that, trying to stay in the confines of what society tells them is appropriate or relevant. They're trying to live according to, okay, this is what I I know. 
is is right for me based on the seeds in a in a box mm. in a box yeah and it's really annoying to see yeah. but like you get to that point where you're like do you know what just gotta let people be mm-hmm. just just do you just stay in your box if you want to stay in your and box I also you know tell, i do have like I do, I do have a lot of hope for society, despite the fact that right now it doesn't seem to be going that well. Like, I do generally have hope, because I have hope in our future, which is the children, do you know what I mean? And I do feel like, yes, although right now the, the again, a lot of censorship and a lot of things, even basic information you can't even find on Google, I do believe that the, the children that are growing up now, they are going to be way more intellectual and smarter than us you know yeah. what I mean they will be able to have access to certain information I feel like they will actually potentially have more freedom than we do now mm. to actually speak their truth yeah. because it will become normal do you know what I mean so whilst there's a lot of negativity in you know the narrative that's being pushed out there's a lot of people like us who are out there spreading the message and people are listening do you know what I mean and I feel like I do, yeah, I have a lot of hope. I really do. Yeah, and the thing with children is they've got the ultimate freedom, which is freedom of thought. Whereas we have had paradigms imposed on us, past experiences, future anxieties that are limiting our freedom of thought. But this is like, like you're saying, the, the future is with the children, right? We can learn from them. We can break down our paradigms and have them teach us things that are going to free us. And if we allow them to do that, then that's how society can progress and they're not interested in you know like how much money can i make if i do this they're yeah. more interested in like why are you doing that that's not fun yeah why are you wearing shoes they're, they're like fucking up my feet leave me alone <laughs> you know, like there's the ultimate freedom there when you're around children and i've experienced it too you know like we've had altered state of consciousnesses consciousnesses whatever we've had those <laughs> different states right and you see things so differently and it's because for a split second your paradigm completely shifted because you were present and this is why i believe all those drugs that we spoke about the psychedelics all they're doing is just bringing you so into the now like you've never experienced now the way you've experienced it there and that's what children have access to they're, mm-hmm. they're so much more in the now because they haven't got things taking them away from it yeah, but yeah, they can worries and stress, and people just become like accustomed to it, and it's so dangerous. Yeah, because it literally rips. I think it kind of rips your happiness away from you yeah, when definitely. you're constantly just focused on, and it's literally that you're just torn. I yeah. got to do this, I got to do that. Responsibility, responsibility, and it's called your responsibilities. But being in the moment is really a beautiful thing, and actually getting to that state where you're in the moment on a regular basis. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I find like when you really learn to be present even when you're doing something and you know you've got things to do you don't worry about it yeah like my to-do list is never ending yeah literally i am never bored yeah even when i'm chilling when people say to me that they're bored they get on my nerves yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean and it's not because and because listen i'd be when i'm ready to chill i'm chilling yeah she, she can be big chill chilling <laughs> differently okay but I'm just going to, I just set routines and times for when I'm going to do things. Mm. And when it's time for me to be present and chill, I'm present and chilling. And then when I'm doing something, a task, even if I find it a bit pants, just even getting into the moment of doing something that I don't like, sometimes it gives me more satisfaction when I'm actually doing Doing it. it. Rather than being pulled in resistance of myself. I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like... I'm like, I've got to do it, so I might as well just drop yeah. 
whatever yeah, resistance yeah. I have about this mm-hmm. and engage, mm-hmm. get it done quicker, you know? Something really funny that changed for me over the last year or so, slowing down to the speed of life is looking at, here's an email that I'm going to send. But speed of thinking is, fuck this email, fuck you. Yeah. I'm, why didn't you de- de- return this thing on time or delivered this or I need this and that? Like there's none of that involved when, you, when you're way more present. You're just like, oh, I've got to send this email or I want to send this email. Okay, that got done. What's next? And like yeah. reading is a good example. Right? I've got this really thin book here. It's like 50 pages. I was like seven pages in after three months. <laughs> I, I sat down to read it the other day. I read the whole thing. It's only 50 pages, but it took me like an hour and a bit. And I sat there thinking, what the hell was stopping me before? And it was all this thing. Am am I retaining it? Am I going to remember? Am I going to apply it? Blah, blah, blah. And like, it's, yeah, that thing about we're always moving so much faster than the actual speed of life. And if we were to take some time just to slow down and be here, everything feels, tastes, smells, touches differently. And when you have that experience of something, that's it's like if you spend time with a person you see them every day and you're like, yeah, whatever. Then you're really present one day and you see them and you're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I see you. I had that with my mom uh, a year ago. I just, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. And then something happened and I was in a, I was in a bit of a weird mood and I just sat there. I was like, you're actually cool compared to when I was a kid, man. Like, where well <laughs> you? That's jokes because you do you can actually have epiphanies about people that you've known your whole life and like it's consciousness Mm -hmm. you know you're actually just tapped into what's happening Mm -hmm. and not just running off of your program Mm -hmm. it's a nice space to be in gratitude as well do you know what I mean because I have those moments I'm like oh even like I went away um like literally a couple of days ago and I just felt so grateful for everything. Literally, I was like, oh my God, the sun. Oh my God, the sky. Oh my God, the sky's blue. No. Like, it was really weird. Like, and sometimes you feel like, like a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, 100%. You do. You're like, oh my God, why am I getting so much joy from yeah, just watching literally. these birds flying like, around in circles? Yeah, because you put up a post the other day. <laughs> and then, like, it was like, oh my God, the sunset. Oh my God, it's a full moon. Like, I was just so happy. But it's because I was very, very present. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And again, like, for me, I've always been someone who, I'm a holiday person, traveler. Like, every year, it's non negotiable. I have to go away twice, possibly three. Do you know what I mean? And I've always lived my life that way. But for a long time, I was just escaping my day to day routine. Do you know what I mean? But now I feel like where I'm generally happier. Like, a holiday is not an escape for me, it's an experience, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I just enjoy interacting with different people, different cultures, and I love the sun. I'm a sun lover. Like, I will not live in a... I won't live in the UK for... I won't be in the UK in a few months. I can't do the cold weather, do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I just feel like once people are able to find themselves and align themselves with their purpose, everything else just seems just seems like a, a, just like beautiful do you mm. know what I mean without sounding yeah and neat. I think even just like aligning yourself with yourself mm-hmm. can allow you to find whatever it is you need to find yeah, whether it's your so purpose your peace your happiness yeah. you know I feel like yeah it's important stuff man you know there's something that has changed my life completely and you know it's still in alignment with slowing down but it's looking at what's re what am i gonna do with this so like I, 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 we, we we talked about this last time we spoke like my business is going in a certain direction where i was looking to scale serve hundreds of people and i i started to think about like why do i want that what's that really going to do for me and yeah. then i looked at it like 
why did I get into this in the first place? And it could be the same with a relationship. It could be the same with a job. It could be the same with your friend. Why did I start this in the first place? What was, what was the reciprocal exchange it was giving me? And when I took that, I was like, shit, I fell in love with coaching because it made me feel good. I was doing something good for other people and it was creating a freedom lifestyle for me. And the more I was chasing the progression of something, the further I was getting away from that freedom. And it's the same thing with a relationship. You can find freedom or a prison in someone else. And the prison comes when we're trying to get somewhere. They're trying to drag that. It's like kicking a dead, like kicking a donkey up a mountain halfway yeah. through it dies. And you're like trying to still push it. And you're like, come on, man, work with me. And the donkey's like, bro, like, like yeah. <laughs> ain't happening chief. You know, yeah. like, I've had that before. And I think a lot of us can relate to that because we see something that we want, whether again, career, health, food, relationship, business, doesn't matter, but we have this uh, forward thinking and society would encourage it. Like, what's your five-year plan? What's this? What's that? It's not necessary. The, it's all taking us further and further away from here. And here is where you have access to your unlimited power. And when we say stuff like that, people are like, oh, okay, man. But it's, it's really, you know, it, people talk about your brain power, right? If you got 50% of your brain power on tomorrow and 50% of it here, you're not as powerful as if you had all of it here. And this is something that a lot of men don't understand is like, we're very, okay, this, then this, then this, then this. I'm yeah. like that. I'm getting, I'm, I'm learning to get out of it. But women are, are fucking smart. They might have 150 tabs open on the same day of the same, like right. lots of different things. Oh, they're yeah. way more here. Yeah. And, and we, we are very much like progression, progression, progression. And we can learn a lot from that ease, that slowing down that, okay, yeah. Like what if I was just here? oh, then I wouldn't look at her like the mother of my children. I would look at her like the girl who's annoying me, leaving her LucasAid on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I love the differences between men and women though. I kind of feel like we're supposed to, I feel like everything that is just is what it is, is supposed to be mm. that. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like there is a reason for it. I feel like we're supposed to find understanding and find and take lessons from each other to find that balance because we've got masculine and feminine in both in all of us do you know what I mean so I feel like observing teaches you a lot do you know what I mean actually and also like just observing like what you said like your partner or your mom or son your family like when you really take the time just to be still and observe people you really learn a lot and judgment yeah. as well like you know a lot of time when we're judging people we are judging people based on what we dislike yeah do you know what i mean you know and what's it called subconscious bias yeah that's a thing mm-hmm. that's a thing like oh my god it's because people because it's because if we're gonna grow we're gonna learn we're gonna heal we need to stop here mm. do you know what i mean we need to stop trying to find anything that validates what we think is right yeah if it's not based off of real truth or facts do you know what i mean i feel like as a society that just keeps us so limited and people with these protective behaviors we keep ourselves so limited yeah and and you'll find whatever you're looking for that's that's the funny thing if you're looking for proof that all men are this all women are that all white people this all this that all food this all that food that like okay i'll give you a silly example right i love japanese food right so i'll say hey if a sushi place has this then it's bad. Went there, it had it, it was bad. 
And then, and then one day my friend took me to a place. I didn't know it had that thing and I ate it and I was like, Hey, this is the best sushi I've ever had. And he was like, by the way, I had that. Thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But you know, we, you, you find what you're looking for thought manifests as something else in, in the moment in time. And that's, it will always validate what you're looking for rather than what's actually there. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Dropping some gems. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what do yeah. you feel like is the most? Oh, I want to get something good out of you. Like <laughs> the most, yeah. Like what's like <laughs> the biggest self love hack you have, or like something that you feel like is life changing, like something that, or something you feel like a lot of your clients come to you with as an issue, or what is. Give me, give me some sauce. Give me something. It's life changing. I want something. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, there's a few things. So I teach a lot of my life coaching clients about how the mind works. Uh, there's there's a there's a beautiful way of putting it. So in let's say someone comes to me and they're like, okay, look, when I was young, I'll, I'll give you a real life example. This this lady said to me, she's 37 now, and she said when I was five my mom left she was no longer around so i think this is why i haven't been able to express my feminine side because i was not shown how to do that i didn't see her around me doing all that stuff so i became very masculine i was very like you know my posture is like this i was very defensive around men i was very like you know laughy and jokey and physical with the men but I was never able to show them affection. Haven't hugged my dad or kissed my dad on the cheek in years. Uh, haven't been able to hold hands with a partner. Even when it comes to sex, I'm very masculine and I don't want to be that, but I feel like I've got that way because of this, you know, what, what happened with my mom. We talked for about half an hour and, the, you know, modern personal development will take her story and say, right, you got to do inner child work. You got to heal this. You got to do that that there's there's a time and place you know i'm not going to badmouth those things but i personally do the opposite and i just asked her well, what if that story is not true what if your mom being around has got nothing to do with it what if it's just a choice in the moment do you want to hold hands with your partner and mm. she had been holding on to this story for over 30 years done all kinds of therapy with it in 30 minutes she dropped it and for the next three weeks pretty much every single day she was showing me like, oh, this is what's changed. This is what's happened. Like, um, and she kissed her boyfriend in public in like, you know, there was out somewhere and, uh, you know, they were holding hands. And she said even their sex life has changed so much because she just dropped it. Yeah. It's not serving them. She just dropped it. And it, dropping it might sound easy. It's not. But every time it kept coming up for her, she, she was like, well, yeah, it might not be true. It's just we look for things. We, we find a connection. We say, oh, because this happened to me, then this is true now. Yeah. And it's like, I love this example. If you go to Google and you type in spurious correlations, click on the first link and scroll down a little bit, you'll see stuff like the divorce rate in Maine, Boston is 99% correlation with the amount of margarine that's consumed in the household. So does that mean that the secret to a happy marriage is don't eat margarine? No. Yeah. And, and you know, we if we if we look at that, it looks like they're really closely related, but they're yeah. not. It can just appear that way. And this is something that is revolutionary for a lot of people, like myself, uh, a lot of people I worked with. But the main ingredient for me 
in everything I do in my personal life and the way I help people is just looking at the language you use, looking at the stories that you are attaching yourself to. I had stories. I'll tell you my most recent insight was um, if I don't get clear on something, then it means I, I, I feel like I'm in a state of victimhood and I don't want to get that way. So I need to create my own answers. Right. So if you don't give me a straight answer, I'm going to create one and fuck you. So now I'm pissed at you. You're messing around or you're not giving me a straight answer. So that for me was an old story because when I did feel powerless and in a state of victimhood that I didn't, I'm trying to avoid going back there. Mm. And this is an old story that I can drop. And once I dropped it, then I became very okay with not knowing, mm. with not needing an answer we stop looking for one and stop needing to create one because again I'm moving at the speed of my thinking oh because of this then this then this then this yeah. it doesn't work that way so right. like you know life is very unpredictable and we might not have what we want in the moment but you always get what you need and what you need oh. is very rarely ever the same as what you want mm -hmm. so part of like everything that I've just spoken about comes back to the one thing that we've all heard so many times letting go yeah. yeah it's just the, the ultimate hack for everything you think you're not confident let that go because here's the funny thing modern personal development will say here's how you get more confident here's how you love yourself more here's how this more here's this more you don't need to be anything more because you came into the world whole and complete as you are already mm -hmm. you, there's nothing else needed to be added or taken away there is just you and it's only our thinking that has us believe otherwise Mm -hmm. I honestly feel like I love that what you just said. I honestly feel like your um client you gave her the gift of self-awareness. Yeah. And the awareness to choose in each moment what she actually really wants yeah. rather than what was holding her back. Mm -hmm. Like you literally just, I feel like you just changed her world around. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Yeah, 100%. That's but amazing. I feel like it's, it's quite funny actually because I was having a conversation with my friends yesterday. And I was just saying, I was kind of, because I grew up very shy. Like, if you asked anyone from the ages of, like, baby till maybe, like, 12, 13, I used to just, I was quiet. All I did was laugh. I just found everything funny. So, everyone would say this. But when I got to, like, 13, 14, I think I completed my first year at secondary school, I was really quiet and I was still shy. And then, year eight, I was like, I kind of made a decision. I started a new school and I kind of made a decision that I wanted to be confident. Do you know what I mean? And it was funny because I was literally having this conversation with my friend yesterday and I said, you know what? I laugh at myself because I had hella confidence when I was, not arrogance, just subtle confidence when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I always think to myself, how did that happen? And I literally just made the decision that that's who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And it's carried me through up until this point. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's nice because I still carry a level of humility, but also I know my value. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I know that I am somebody and although I'm not for everybody, I'm unique within myself. Do you know what I mean? And again, at that age, I, was, I, I knew I had the power to choose who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, even with young kids, this is what they should be getting taught in yeah. school. Do you know what I mean? That like, we actually have the power, power. to create real change, mm -hmm. even healing. Mm -hmm. Like, I say student a lot. Yeah. And we talk about this, like, self-healing even. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of people are sick just because of stress. Yeah. I won't be long because I know we're always doing an hour now. But, like, yeah, like, stress can make people ill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like you can self-heal. Like, 
<laughs> and I don't know, people might be like, oh, whatever, but I know that I used to, like I told you a story when I was nine, innit? Yeah. I used to have really chronic asthma as a kid. <clears throat> I'd be in and out of hospital all the time, literally wake up, can't breathe. Do you know what I mean? And I woke up one morning and I literally woke up in one of my states where I could not breathe at all, like literally struggling, struggling for breath. And I got really angry and frustrated and I was really upset and I just literally shouted out and I was like, this is not my life. <laughs> no, like literally I am going to breathe in it. I'm a fresh air breather, God damn it. Do you know what I mean? And I was nine, I was like, I need to be breathing. This is not going to be my life. I'm not going to be... I'm energetic. I like to run around and do the most. Yeah. I'm not going to be sitting in the bed drinking that nasty medicine they tried to make me drink every day. And I was like, no. Yeah. You know, and from that day, I never had asthma again. Never had asthma again from that day. So like, and even if I got a headache, sometimes I put myself in a relaxing state. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I tell the pain that I love it. Mm. Does that make sense? Because so they, resistant. Surrender. Yeah, like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, you can do a lot when you understand and, and then, it, then it kind of moves beyond belief because it's a knowing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like you understand how energy works you understand how your beliefs work you understand how the universe works you understand your input mm-hmm. and your output do you know what i mean so you get to that point where you can heal you can do certain things that maybe other people don't believe you can yeah, maybe things you don't believe you level. can yeah you know and i love what you said about the universe doesn't always give you what you want it will give you what you need i really really believe that if your vibration's in the right place do you know what i mean and even when you're going through the rough shit i feel like that's still what you need because the universe is saying like you're not seeing something there honey so we're just gonna throw some more of that at you until you (laughs) until you you get that message there you know, <laughs> so I feel like universe does that. But then once you realize you grow, yeah. do you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm just going to stop going on. So like I'm just going to ramble on. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, I feel like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's belief knowing it's really, really powerful if you use it in the right way. And I also think for the people who might need something like a lot of times people will hear us talk like this and they're like, oh, but what does that actually mean? It really <laughs> just boils down to like your choices. You get to choose, do you want to drink a can of Coke? Do you want to drink water? You get to choose, do you want to slap that person in the face? Do you want to tell them I love you? You get to choose so many different things. And that's really what we're talking about when we say the power to create your reality is just in the choices you make. You can choose to slap the steering wheel and say, fuck the world, I have to go to work. Or you can choose to caress it and say, thank you car for taking me to this place where I can make money and pay my bills and eat avocados and drink pineapple juice. Yeah. You know, like we party beans, enjoy your journey. Yeah, you know, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And if 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 we embrace our choices like that, and by the way, like I don't do that all the time. I get into a bad funk. I start, uh, you know, we, we all have it, and and it's it's not only normal. It's beautiful to experience the the breadth of what life has to offer. And if we we're positive all the time, it'd be fucking irritating. Yeah. Like, You'd never, it would be your like baseline and you'd never experience anything else. And I feel like that's that's something that I do find a little bit frustrating in this space that we're in and people like us that are in this space is that they do promote positivity to a level that's unattainable. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, even for me personally, like I love a little, oh, when I'm driving, I love a bit of car. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I love it. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, okay. I'm carrying the rest of my day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a bit of meditation. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm just that energy. But it's the same for me, the gym. Do you know what I mean? I 
there's some mornings I'm literally like, I really can't fucking be bothered, but I'm just like, do you know what, Ali, I'll just go for it and get it done. And it's like, ooh, I can read now, tick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I feel like as long as you don't allow a negative thought to take control of your whole day, yeah. it's okay to have a moment. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But I do find it really frustrating when I see spiritual, conscious, self-aware coaches, motivational speakers who just portray that their day is just positive poly. Do you know what I mean? We mm. all know that's it's not realistic. And that's why there are people who look to these people for advice and guidance and they do get this heart and they're like, this shit's bullshit because it's unattainable to be that level of happy all the time. And here's, here's another thing that like I said this recently on my Instagram story. I used to smoke pretty much every single day for almost eight years. And I was like, every single day, weed and cigarettes. At one point, I was smoking like 30 to 50 cigarettes a day. Wow. And every day, because I was distracting myself. Here's the thing, though. I still think about, I still think about smoking every day. Like, every <laughs> day, I will think about it. And I'll want to do it, but I don't. And th- the thing is, it's okay to want to do stuff. That, like, I took three years out of society. I didn't have sex for almost three years. I wanted to do it, but I knew it wasn't good for me to do it because I was going to project my shit onto whoever I was going to be in bed with. That's the reason. And I wanted to clean up my own shit. You're yeah. allowed to want these things. You're allowed to want to slap someone in the face. You're allowed to want to call your partner a dick. You're allowed to want these things, but choosing not to is where the growth happens. And I think that's what people don't really talk about. Like that thing about me smoking blood, like, you put a piece of Rizla in front of me, I'll look at it, I'll touch it, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> but I won't do it because I, I know it's not an option for me, but I'm allowing myself to want it because that's sometimes the, the difference maker. Like, if you, I, I stopped drinking, it's been over five years since I drank alcohol, I still want to do it sometimes. Yeah. But if, when in the past, when I was like, no, it's bad, don't do it, you're yeah. increasing the resistance to it. And it's the same with so many things. If you want to be loyal to your partner, don't deny that other women are not attractive. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You're going to make it even worse. You, yeah. can, you can see it and say, oh, yeah, like, she's nice, but I'm good. Like, yeah, thank okay. you. It's a little release. All right, let's carry on my day. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. It's, it's healthy to, to think like that. Because even like me, like, I smoke weed and, um, like, high grade and Thai, whatever. And I'll say, the same as Chanel, like, of recent, I used to smoke every single day. Like, after work, it was, like, my woo-star, right? Mm. And I like smoking because it allowed me to be present, it allowed me to slow down, and I could just be in the moment and not have to worry about anything else. But I've been saying to Chanel that recently, I've completely cut down, just out of pure choice. Like, I'm just like, mm, no, not today. Do you know what I mean? But again, that's because I've found my... I found my zen within myself without anything external and it's yeah. such a nice place to be in because it it's I've, I've never really felt so, so so I've never felt so like I'm in so much control of my life in every aspect yeah do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean yeah, and yeah. it's so nice to kind of wear that armor and be like yeah I've got this do you know what I mean what I if I choose I can do this if I want to but if I don't want to I don't have to mm, do you know what I mean yeah 100% and I feel like it is it is hard sometimes to find that balance um, but you know you can get there like you said just by choice and if you if you go back to the old behaviors it doesn't invalidate all the growth it's no. like you know if i smoked a cigarette tomorrow all right like i'm not gonna, i'm probably not going to do it but like I, I, and there was a time where i thought oh i've done it once fuck it i'm just going to pick up a bottle and just buy an ounce of weed fuck it like i'm going to stop everything else i'm doing there was a time i was terrified of that happening and that's the thing, like, wherever you focus on growth, that's, that fear was consuming my whole life. And it put me in a state of, like, 
can't do shit. Can't even leave the house because I'm scared if I smell someone's cigarette, then I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as well, it's like just not letting things control your life. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's like having balance with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're not perfect. Do you know what I mean? And I, I still smoke, but I... I would I would like to stop, but at the same time, I'm like, if I actually stop smoking, I'll have zero vices. It's yeah. literally, I feel like I've let go of so many, honestly, like, <laughs> I'm not really into anything else, like, where I say it's a vice. Yeah. Like, where I'm like, oh, I need something out. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, can't control it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, at that place where I'm like, yeah, if I let, when I let, when I let that go fully, It'd be like, I'll have like zero vices, but that's a sweet spot to be at where mm-hmm. nothing controls you mm. or not control, like controls you in a sense where you're like, I need to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where you can say, I choose yeah. whenever I want mm-hmm. to do something or not do it. But I also think it's okay to do something if it's not a detriment to your life or you're not doing yourself a complete disservice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're allowed to have like, you said, a bias Live a little outlet. bit. Yeah, do you Live know what a little I mean? bit. And I feel like, Again, there's so, like, for example, when people, back in the day, I feel like weed's become so much more accepted now, CBD oil and da-da-da. Like, back in the day, when people would be like, oh, you smoke. Especially guys, I used to find they, guys used to find it very unattractive that women smoked weed. Because I feel like it comes with, uh, it comes with a judgment, doesn't it? Like, oh, you smoke weed, you must be lazy, da-da-da-da. But it's like, it's funny, because now it's, it's a lot more accepted in society. But it's like, I used to always say, me smoking a spliff at the end of the day is like your mum having a glass of wine at the end of the day. It's exactly the same principle. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's just dropping that judgment. If that's what you want to do, go do it. And if you're aware that it's not affecting your life negatively, then go live your life, boo. Do you know what I mean? I'll give you three guesses. What's my vice? Your vice? Um, reading? Sex? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't drink, you don't smoke anything. You haven't taken psychedelics in a while, mm. but you're getting a call into Ayahuasca. Wait. Writing? Dessert. Coaching? Oh, close. No, uh, close with dessert. Chocolate. Yeah, so, like, pizza and uh, sweet stuff. Like, every, yeah. once a month, I'll, I'll, like, give myself the big treat day. I love that. A binge weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes it's like, yeah, sometimes I just take myself out on a self-love date, go and eat sushi and go and eat, like, some pastries and all. Oh, some people say that's good for you, though. Get, get like, some fats in you, like, mm-hmm. every now and then. They say, like, a cheat day, a yeah. month, whatever's good for you. And I love help that, you actually shed weight sometimes, you know, little cheeky. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've got a good diet and you have, like, a cheeky... That's what I'm because some of you literally count every calorie that's in their cupboards do you know what i mean like sometimes you just gotta let yourself have a little cheat day sometimes yeah yeah there's no there's no need for any of that like but this this has been really fun you know like just just to kick these ideas around with people who i can who i know i don't have to hold back with Um, yeah because we both know well we all three of us know what that is like you know when you and i'm sure people listening just can relate like you have a conversation with something like probably shouldn't say that because you're not ready to hear that yeah or it's gonna be like i blatantly know you're just gonna judge it yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's no fun to have mm-hmm. a conversation with someone you can't do you know what i mean so yeah it's lovely though like when we had our first conversation i knew we'd vibe yeah, i was like 100%. even like your just your opinions on certain things i was like yeah this i just love your mindset i was like yes it's gonna be a- i appreciate you ladies both there yeah, it was beautiful you know like 
that first interaction really um it confirmed everything i i knew from what i saw and uh, i really love what you guys are doing it's it's so beautiful to see so thank you oh we appreciate it and thank you for joining us today (laughs) and we'll speak very very soon thank you all right actually before you go do you want to leave like socials or anything is there anything you want to declare do you have any events coming up is there anything going on um the only thing i'll request is this uh so i'm full with coaching clients right now i'm not taking anyone on but one thing one thing i want is um i do this stuff because i want people to get something from it so anyone who's got something good from this conversation i'd request that you dm either of us and just tell us what's the insight that you got from today's conversation and what action are you going to take based on that insight and that will be all the thanks i need I love, oh, I love that. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.